0: Let's jump right into things, and please make sure you mount that like button for me. We do not smash the like button on this channel. We mount the like button on this channel because we're adults, and I do just want to welcome the 4,500 new subscribers that I've gotten since last week. If you are new to my channel, welcome. If you have just come back to my channel for the first time in a while, welcome back. We're really glad you're here. I do want to know because sometimes people say, they're like, Carlin, I haven't seen you in a really long time. Well, guess what, folks? I'm here every day, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If, 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 And the ways that you can make sure you're seeing my content is number one, by always mounting that like button. Number two, by making sure you're subscribed to my channel. Number three, making sure you have notifications set on my channel. And most important, When you see my content served to you from YouTube, just click on it and watch it for a couple seconds and mount that like button. And that means that YouTube will serve you more of my content. So, this is a team activity. We all got to do our part. If you want to see my content, I promise you it is always there. But if you're not coming in and watching my content every once in a while, YouTube is going to assume that you don't want to. So, please make sure you're subscribed when you see my content pop in just for a couple seconds you don't even need to watch the whole thing mount the like button let youtube know it's something that you want and then it will keep uh serving it to you so let's let's check out what's going on with tucker carlson now for those of you who have been living under a rock all morning tucker carlson and fox news have parted ways which means that tucker carlson is not even going to have a show tonight on fox news he is done he is no longer on fox news isn't that insane uh, this was the 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 story I was not expecting today. Let's read what's going on in the New York Post. Fox News says Monday it has agreed to part ways with its popular primetime anchor, Tucker Carlson. Carlson, who hosted Tucker Carlson tonight at 8 p.m. on weekends, broadcasts his final show on April 21st, Fox News says. The company notes that Fox News Tonight will replace Carlson's uh, show And air live on an interim basis. So basically what's happening is Fox News is like scrambling and they don't really know what to do. And they're like, uh, 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 uh. So this decision must have come down like, I mean, probably like maybe last night or maybe even early this morning. This was not something that they were prepared for, which I think is interesting. A new show will be helmed by a rotating group of Fox News personalities until a new host is made or is named rather. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host. And prior to that, as a contributor, the network said uh, in a statement on Monday. Let's see. And then they try to equate it to the Dominion lawsuit. The announcement comes days after Fox News parent company settled Dominion's voting system's defamation lawsuit for $787.5 million. Dominion lawsuit had accused Fox News of airing false election claims and conspiracy theories in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. Well, like I said, I don't actually think that's the thing that drove Tucker Carlson away from the network. I could be wrong about that. But I actually did talk to some folks today and I want to share what I heard. So what happens when Fox News or any network really is making programming changes is they alert all of the networks that are carrying their programming that changes are coming. So I happen to have a friend who happened to be on a major like radio station in Delaware this morning. And my friend asked them, he's like, what communication have you guys gotten over Fox News and Tucker Carlson? And what he was told was that this whole dispute with Tucker Carlson really started when Tucker Carlson wanted to air the January 6th coverage. And he knows because my friend has worked with Tucker Carlson many times in terms of coordinating his stuff for um, him appearing at events and things like that. And what he said is that Tucker Carlson's contract was significantly different than other hosts on Fox News in that Tucker Carlson had built into his contract that um, that he could basically talk about whatever he wanted to. OK, so he was probably a lot more dangerous to Fox News than the other Fox News hosts because he had that extra flexibility built into his contract. He could do events he wanted to. He didn't need to get approval from Fox, all that sort of thing. People don't know this, but um, fo- a lot of the personalities that appear on Fox News, they have to get permission from Fox News in order to be able to do certain events and things like that. And if Fox News doesn't want them doing the events, even if the event has nothing to do with Fox News, the personalities can't actually go and do them because that's part of their contract. Tucker Carlson does not have that. Or he didn't have that. And so you remember back, what was it, a couple months ago? Tucker Carlson really wanted to air the January 6th video coverage that had been released to them by Kevin McCarthy. And then does everyone remember how Tucker Carlson tried to air the January 6 videos and it turned into a kerfuffle where all of a sudden, the story just kind of died, and we were all so excited to see all this mystery January 6 content that had only been released to Tucker Carlson, but he wasn't able to air it. There was a big kerfuffle where there was outrage even on the Republican right about him airing this footage, and then all of a sudden the story just died. Does anyone remember this happening? Well, apparently that one night where Tucker Carlson tried to air the January 6 coverage. When he went on the air that night, he didn't know what coverage the network had blessed him to air. So he actually went on his show that night blind because Fox News was dragging their heels and throwing a giant hissy fit about Tucker Carlson airing this coverage. And he didn't know which footage they were actually going to allow him to air. That's how protective they were over this footage, which ha- begs a whole other host of questions entirely, right? Anyway, what my friend told me today is that when this incident happened, where Tucker Carlson got exclusive access to this January 6th uh, coverage, the January 6th videos from the Capitol, and he wanted to air them and he wanted to show people what was going on, he was essentially told no, by Fox News, and after that, and after Fox made him go on the air and not know even which videos he was going to be allowed to air until they started rolling the footage, that broke a lot of trust between Tucker Carlson and Fox News, and that seems to be when things really all kind of started, well, falling apart. So that's what I heard this morning. I also heard, by the way, that it is rumored that Mark Levin is also on his way out at Fox News. I don't really have much more information to share about that right now. All I heard was it is rumored that Mark Levin is on his way out of Fox News as well. So what does that mean? I don't know, man. Your guess is as is, is, uh, good as mine. Chat in and uh, let me know what you think about these two interesting developments, and then we will uh, take a look at some other perspectives. I also have this here from uh, Kyle. Kyle does a great job. Kyle used to work at Fox News, and he says that Tucker Carlson's executive producer, Justin Wells, has also left the network. What I think Tucker Carlson is going to do is probably, like, take a break, maybe take a little vacation, maybe do some soul-searching. But also, honestly, what I think he's going to do is, remember, Tucker Carlson owns the Daily Caller, Okay. Not the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire is a different thing. Tucker Carlson has his own website called The Daily Caller, and they actually do a decently okay job. They're not as popular as some. Some people consider them to a fail, but they're still kicking. I know they're still kicking because I get their emails like every effing day. I suspect that Tucker Carlson is going to end up doing something on The Daily Caller as like an independent journalist, because let's, let's be honest, he can do whatever he wants. He can work for whoever he wants. He can go wherever he wants. I do not think he's going to end up at the Daily Wire because I don't think the Daily Wire can afford him, to be honest. And I don't think that Tucker Carlson is going to dick around with whatever contracts they're trying to force on people. I also think that Tucker Carlson is successful enough and experienced enough where he doesn't need something like the Daily Wire. And so I suspect he's going to do his own independent thing, probably on the Daily Caller, which is, again, his website. He owns that. And so we'll see what's going to happen. But the L.A. Times is reporting something a little bit different. And I haven't read this article yet, so we're going to be discovering this together. Tucker Carlson departs Fox News, pushed out by Rupert Murdoch. Let's see what they had to say. Tucker Carlson, the provocative conservative primetime host who helped build Fox News into a ratings juggernaut, has been forced out of the network. Fox announced the stunning departure of its top rated host on Monday with no explanation. But people familiar with the situation, who were not authorized to comment publicly, said the decision to fire Carlson came straight from Fox News uh, Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch with input from board members and other Fox Corp executives. Now, I want to make sure people understand this. Whether or not Tucker Carlson was officially fired or Tucker Carlson left on his own, I actually don't really think that it matters because, again, this is a dispute that started months ago when Tucker Carlson got pissed off that Fox News was trying to prevent him from airing that January 6th footage. And so whether he was fired or whether he chose to quit on his own, the riff was already there. And I suspect that it would have happened one way or the other. So I'm not sure like the who made the ultimate call is really the most interesting thing. I think far more interesting is how did Fox News get into this place where they severed their relationship with their number one rated host? And by the way, Dan Bongino left last week. So this isn't even the first like big time much loved host that has left Fox News lately. Dan Bongino left last week because he couldn't uh they couldn't come to agreements in terms of the contract negotiations. So we'll see, I guess hopefully more will come out. Carlson's last show was Friday. And then they have the statement, a Fox News representative had no other details on Carlson's exit and declined for comment. Murdoch elevated Carlson from contributor to daily host status in 2016 after Bill O'Reilly. Carlson's exit is related to the discrimination lawsuit filed by Abby Grossberg, the producer fired by the network last month. sources said. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. Carlson's senior executive producer, Justin Wells, has also been terminated, according to inside sources. What is that lawsuit about? Grossberg was moved off of Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo and onto to Tucker Carlson Tonight, where she allegedly was bullied and subjected to anti-Semitic comments, according to a lawsuit in New York. In deposition testimony, the former Fox News producer also said she was coerced by company lawyers to give misleading answers in the Dominion defamation case against Fox News, Fox denied the claim and said she was terminated for disclosing privileged company information. Well, that to to me, I'm going to be honest, guys, and I say this as an organizational psychologist. So when I say I'm an organizational psychologist, I mean, I worked internally with organizations for like a long time, all different types of organizations. So I, I understand the inner workings of organizations and quite frankly, how they cover their asses all the time. This, to me, seems like a CYA move. I don't think this is the actual reason that Tucker Carlson and Fox News parted ways. I don't at all. Because it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make good business sense. I mean, how do you guys feel? Do you think that this is the reason that Fox News fired Tucker? Because to me, this reads like Fox News is leaking information to make people think, Well, Tucker Carlson is just promoting a toxic work environment on his team, and he was, you know, being very anti-Semitic, and we're not anti-Semitic at Fox News, and so we had to let him go. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it in any way. It doesn't make any sense. In a statement, attorneys for Grossberg suggested her suit was a key factor in uh, Carlson's exit. Well, her attorneys would say that, wouldn't they? Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox News is in part an admission of this uh, systemic lying, bullying, conspiracy mongering claimed by our client, former top producer, Abby Grossberg. Well, again, they would say that, wouldn't they? Murdoch. Here it is. Murdoch also was said to be concerned about Carlson's coverage of January 6, 2021, the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The host was promoting... The conspiracy theory that it was provoked by government agents. And Carlson has called Ray Epps, a Texas man who participated in the storming of the Capitol, but did not enter the building, an FBI plant without presenting evidence. Huh? Yes, I think we have a few interesting questions for Joshua tomorrow night, don't we? Why was Tucker Carlson really let go? And, you know, maybe for good measure, we ask Was Ray Epps an FBI plant? Because I think he was. I don't know. Maybe that's just an opinion. Could be fake news. Like, check other sources as well. But I definitely think he was. I'm just saying. Anyway, so I guess we'll wait for more information to come out. But I think that this rift started when Tucker Carlson wanted to air the January 6th footage. And Rupert Murdoch didn't want him to air that footage. And then they started fighting And it's all downhill from there, ladies and gentlemen. But a couple people have been posting some interesting videos from Tucker um, uh, this morning once the news broke. And I just want to just take a moment to listen to some of these videos and listen to some of the interviews that he's been giving lately. So I'm not sure exactly when this one aired, but it's really interesting. Let me just set up the sound. And we can kind of hear how Tucker Carlson's perspective has started changing in the last couple of years. Let's take a listen. This one's only about two minutes long
1: i've had a million like i've spent my whole life in the media my dad was in the media like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus like there's no yeah i know i know because you're younger and smarter and you're like duh yeah but what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like oh wow Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem, defending the Iraq War. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? What do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq War. That is it. Well, I've had a million regrets: not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is: is the claim true or not? Hmm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you, when you look at me and you're like, Yeah, of course, they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28. But I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID, and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian Guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it.
0: I have a lot of respect for Tucker Carlson for saying that. And you know what I really like about that is he's obviously been extremely introspective about partially probably his role in creating the environment that we exist in today. This is kind of the same reason why I really respect Glenn Beck, not because I agree with Glenn Beck on everything, because I really do not agree with Glenn Beck on everything like at all in any way. But first off, Glenn Beck puts his money where his mouth is. I think that Glenn Beck is a hero for what he did during the withdrawal from Afghanistan in like literally putting his own money up to get planes over there to get people out of Afghanistan. I was really impressed by that. But I also when I first kind of came crashing onto this scene in 2020, one of the reasons was that Glenn Beck read an article that I wrote on his show, like the whole article. It was a long article, too. And I started researching into Glenn Beck after that, because really the only um, the only knowledge I had about Glenn Beck is how much my father hated him growing up. That was really the extent of it. And so I started researching into him and I found all these videos where Glenn Beck kind of was doing the same thing that Tucker Carlson did in that video, which he was being very self-reflective about like his role in creating the current environment and kind of wanting to do a different path forward and acknowledging all the problems with it. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who can be that introspective and to say that, you know what? I screwed up. And here's what I learned from my path. And maybe you can look at it and you never would have made the mistakes I did. But man, like doing that, guys, we're not human beings are not meant to be perfect at every single juncture. It is it is an impossible task to always make exactly the right decision. But what we can do is to look back with the benefit of retrospect and hindsight to say, here's what I got right. Here's what I got wrong. Here's what I'm going to do differently moving forward. And man learning from those experiences and making sure you're taking the time to accurately reflect on on the things that have happened and what they mean and what you what came out of those that maybe you want to do differently moving forward. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for Tucker Carlson there, but there's another clip I want to watch and this is actually from a speech and this is a little bit longer and I actually haven't watched this yet so this is going to be the first time I've seen it but I saw it all over Twitter today. And this is actually, I think that this is probably the most poignant thing we can watch in terms of trying to understand the mindset that Tucker Carlson is in. Because this clip is a speech that Tucker Carlson gave over the weekend. Over the weekend. So this is new. This is fresh. Maybe he knew he was leaving Fox News when he gave this speech. We don't know. We don't know when the decision was made. We don't know when it came down. And so I want to watch this clip. It's about six minutes long. So it is a little bit longer, but I do think it'll be worth it. And uh, before we get into it, guys, I just want to remind you, please mount that like button if you would be so kind for me. There there are 67 likes, but there are over 200 people watching right now. Guys, when you mount that like button, you tell YouTube that this is a stream worth watching, that you want more people to watch. And what happens is they will start serving up the stream to more people, to get more people in here to watch what Tucker Carlson had to say. Don't we all want to see that? So please go ahead. Mount that like button for me. Please make sure you are subscribed to the channel if you are not already. I do stream daily Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. On Saturdays, we do it at 6 p.m., but uh, I'm here almost every day, and I hope you guys will subscribe and continue to join. All right, let's watch this clip.
1: It it might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed-upon outcomes, right? So, like, we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever, and so we're going to argue about tax rates, and I think higher tax gets gets us there. I'm not Keynesian, and you disagree, you're an Austrian, or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers, and they write their papers, and may the best papers win. I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. But... I'm just saying this is an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? It does that have to do with politics? What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? Are we arguing for that?
0: Yes, yes. Hang on. Sorry, I have to jump in there. Tucker Carlson has actually just summarized queer Marxism. So if you do not watch the Socialism Saturday streams that we do at 6 p.m. on Saturdays, I want to suggest you drop by, especially go into the archives and look for the queer Marxism streams. Because Tucker Carlson has just said, Oh, we're, we're castrating the entire next generation. What do we want? Do we want, do we want, uh, do, what do you say, androgynous children? Yes. Yes. That's what they want. They really do. We, in the queer Marxism streams that we watch on Socialism Saturday, they quite literally say that their objective is to abolish, liberate people from the gender binary. They quite literally are trying to create a world of non-binary people. They say that transition to be trans is not about, it's not even called transitioning anymore in the queer Marxism space. They are saying that trans now means transform, as in transform gender, as in abolish the binary, liberate from the binary. They're saying this stuff very clearly in queer Marxist uh, conversations. So I just want to rewind really quick. And I want you to listen to what Tucker Carlson said again, because he's expressing it in a flabbergasted way. But I want people to understand that what he just said is absolutely true and is absolutely what we watch every single week on Socialism Saturday. Saturdays at 6 p.m. on the channel. There's a whole archive. So let's just listen to that just brief moment again.
1: We're desiring here. An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? Are we arguing for
0: that? Yes, they are. I don't,
1: I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. They're trying. But the weight of the government and uh, you know a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good... What are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice. Obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and <laughs> what do we do about that? And victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the treasury secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, you, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say, it wasn't just the Mesoamericans, it was everybody. So like, that's what that is. What's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. When people or crowds of people or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake. Hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this. I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political uh, or non rather non-specific theological terms and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good... Is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if You are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes. What you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for a religious war. Far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what. And I'm not certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, (laughs) I'm not making a partisan point at all. I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid-50s are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, 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 you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea. and Let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, Maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious. Like, why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist. I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? And even I have concluded... It might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future. And I hope you will.
0: There's uh, so much I want to unpack in that. Penelope says, wouldn't be surprised if he runs as a libertarian in 2024. I would absolutely vote for Tucker Carlson as a libertarian for 2024. That would be amazing. I mean, Joe Exotic tried and then the Libertarian Party rejected him. And now Joe Exotic came and ran, and ran as a Democrat, but it leaves open a nice space for Tucker Carlson to like swoop right in there. I think that would be great. This is from that that speech that we just watched was from uh, this past weekend. So very, very new. And, you know, I mean, I think based on this speech alone, I have to say that that explanation that we heard of in the Los Angeles Times where they were basically saying that the reason that Tucker Carlson was fired from uh, from Fox News by Rupert Murdoch was because he was creating an anti-Semitic, abusive, hostile environment for his staff. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't believe that at all in any way. And the reason that I don't believe it is because Tucker Carlson is thinking several layers above the people who are buying into the he created a toxic work environment in an anti-Semitic working environment for his staff. Bullshit. Tucker Carlson is like, is several layers ahead of where the average person at Fox News is. And so I don't think there is any chance in this universe that Tucker Carlson was promoting a hostile work environment with anti-Semitism on his team. That makes absolutely no sense at all.